0: gentlemen welcome back to podcast room 303 episode 181 I'm your host Jermaine Colon-Mendez this is my co-host Nicholas Morhan and as always we have with us the EPE on today's episode we'll be getting into the NHL and NBA mid-season point it's actually a generous term to put it's probably about the three-quarter point but you get what we're trying to get at we'll also be discussing uh the return of John Jones and his debut at heavyweight And we'll get into the main card of UFC 285. Then we'll also, at one point in time in today's episode, turn over the rails to EPE for the classic communion with E. Till then, how are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm good. If this friggin' Quit messing around with these wires here. Go away. I feel like that's how I'm going to start every podcast, is just telling this dog to go away from me. And he just (laughs) comes back. Um... I'm good, dude. Got some got some good news today. Um, uh, career trajectory altering news. So those of you that know know uh, when it comes time to drop it to the tens and tens of listeners, uh, I will drop it. But good news today, and uh, yeah, it's got me in a, got me in a, a hopeful mood. If if not anything, what are you cheesing at, Eric?
1: The squeaky sound in the back. Cause it's just
0: I can't do anything with him, dude. No,
1: it's he just he has has no respect. No, no no.
0: respect. (laughs) Respect media. (laughs) The shareholders will be disappointed. He'll be very disappointed. (laughs) That's why. That's why Eric's all hard up for it. For the for the for the roomies out there. For this this episode is a very special episode because Eric hasn't told us this, but we think he may have some uh, some big fish. (laughs) <laughs> on the line that are, this, this episode needs to go smoothly or we're not getting we're not getting extended by our 303 radio network he's like vince mcmahon trying to put together a viable product before his big sale mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been plotting and scheming how you been how you doing this evening eric plotting and scheming
1: uh, yeah dude you know stay scheming bro like drake says no no i'm doing good i just taking on a little bit more here so and my na- my natural state is as is, is a stressful state so you know just when i when i add more things to my plate i just stress about it uncontrollably you know how it is so um but no i did have a question for you guys so we've been talking about uh, we've been talking about it a lot lately
0: about- whoa whoa whoa
1: whoa is this what? the communion with e no absolutely not all
0: right go i would
1: not just jump into communion without letting you do well shit,
0: yes but- you do you did it like a few like the last two or three times
1: <laughs> have i have i really
0: you just be like, all right, come here with E time. I got no, a surprise this, question this, for you. This is
1: just a general question just because I'm curious. All right. um, so Damian Lillard drops like 70 plus points the other night and the group chat's silent and everybody's always talking about LeBron James. And I was thinking about it recipes Kobe, but when he retired, it was like over the summer that wasn't, he was out the league. Like, and I'm just, how long do you think before LeBron, like how long is it going to take for LeBron to be out of the league before people just stop talking about him? And I know, it's never, never. going to be like, never. we're not going to talk about him, but like, never. is he, is he just the guy that this new generation is just going to always compare everything to?
0: So I'll, I'll answer first. Cause I know Jermaine has an opinion on this. LeBron has made a, a, a lot of money or has invested a lot of money into his media companies. He will always be in front of our faces until the day he dies. And when he retires, he's going to be insufferable because he's going to get that old man syndrome where he's going to start to forget the, the little things and just say that he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, I mean, look, we live in a very different generation than the generation that grew up with Kobe. It The 24-7 news cycle has been accelerated to 48-14 in the same time time frame. I mean, there's so many things that are reported and discussed that nobody even that nobody remembers three days from now. And this generation has become Agent Smith's for LeBron. They've been standing for him so hard. They've been calling him the GOAT since before he won a championship so let's not forget that right lebron got beat by dwight howard in the eastern conference finals with a, a everyone talks about how lebron carried a bummy ass squad okay can anybody name anyone on the orlando magic squad i'll wait oh, no uh oh jesus no page starakovich was not on that team it, it, it is is an, an it body divak on that team no it is a european guy from the kings though oh no it's not Ziltrunus. No, no, LeBron
1: he was LeBron the... had
0: LeBron had Ziltrunus in Galskis, right? Yeah, see you could name somebody on LeBron's team before. Like Oh man, who was it? Hito Turkoglu. God dang it. Yeah, Hito Turkoglu, Jameer Nelson, Rashard Lewis, Michael Petris, um Oh my goodness. Why am I drawing blanks now? Oh, J.J. Reddick was on that squad. Oh, <laughs> J.J. Reddick was on that squad. Yeah. but it, So that's that's what I'm saying. Like They had been crowned this kid or this man, the GOAT, for well before he was even worthy of being in the conversation. And that's going to continue. Just like the generation before us, they're all agent smiths for Michael Jordan. It's going to be the same thing for LeBron. Yeah. And... These never going away. Braun, the, Braun is literally the name of a media company that produces, I mean, I haven't really seen that great a movie, but he's producing movies. So his shoe line will stick around because Nike will continue to make money on that. Um, LeBron will probably end up an owner in the NBA. Uh, that's just the logical progression. Uh, LeBron is just trying to do everything Michael Jordan did. Uh, just not as well and uh no he's never going away as as much as i and just like kobe bryant never went away kobe bryant won awards kobe bryant was constantly showing up to games kobe bryant retired and opened up he did more and more interviews he talked to more people all of a sudden you heard about all these kids that That are in it's not kids these stars in the nba that kobe bryant was out there mentoring uh he was starting his mamba academy like kobe bryant was not going away and that's a common misconception kobe bryant is now away because of a a totally different byproduct but no these these elite level athletes will always be in our face okay if they have if they have that personality and if I, the, Tim Duncan and Kawhi, totally different.
1: Yeah, I, and when, again, I didn't, mean to, I, I didn't mean to slander Kobe Bryant. He didn't just disappear. He won a freaking Oscar. He wrote books. Like <laughs> yes. there's, the man was. But I'm, I'm just. I guess I'm just talking in the sense of like, Kobe fans were like, "Cool, Kobe's retired. Let him live his life. Let's see what his next chapter is." And I feel like these nimrods on this side for oh, LeBron yeah. are gonna be like hanging on to it, like basketball's over, the fucking LeBron's done, there's no point in watching anymore. Like As to where normal hoop heads, with the progression of Kobe being gone, we just moved on to the next thing. We love Kobe. He's one of the greatest of all time. But it wasn't like we were just, it wasn't like we were hung up on him. Like, we go live your next chapter. I
0: do agree. I agree, feel like,
1: oh, I agree great, with sir.
0: that. I, no, I was just going to say I agree w- with that point. I thought you were coming to the stop. Like, go ahead. You, re- you feel like what?
1: No, I, I just feel like it's, it's it. I don't know if it's because of social media or because it's this younger generation and and because they got battered by the old heads, is like they call it, and they they think they're okay, it doesn't matter. But I feel like there's not gonna be that respectful, graceful exit into the next chapter. It's gonna be like LeBron or nothing for these people. And and it's just gonna be annoying. And I just wanna I would like to see him move on gracefully into his next chapter. Do whatever it is that you do, man. You're you already worth the billy, you got businesses everywhere. Just move into that and leave the leave the hoops. Go watch games, be an owner if you wanna be an owner, but don't add that. That extra pressure to the the young and up and comers in the league, like let so them come and develop themselves.
0: He's going to, and he already has. That's just LeBron to a T. I LeBron,
1: think it's the LeBron, LeBron,
0: ca- LeBron. No, dude, LeBron cares. I mean, probably yeah, but LeBron cares and talks about LeBron. That's the only thing he cares about.
1: Uh-huh. Every
0: team he's been on, it's LeBron. It's For not sure. the teammates. It's not the coach. It's not the GM. Hell, it's not the owner. Like, dude. When, when the Kyrie stuff happened, what was the first thing that LeBron said? Why did nobody ask me? Who gives a fuck about your opinion, LeBron? No, yeah. that was and that was the Jerry Jones thing. The Jerry Jones thing. Uh, remember that picture that he got shamed and, at? Did they he say would... that with? Co- did he say that with Kyrie too? No, nah, that was the Jerry Jones. Thing. Of course, no. he got asked about Kyrie. That's an NBA thing. No. Yeah. Well, then, uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm remiss, but still. You you were you're talking about it's you were saying the right thing you just picked the wrong incident it was find ah, a nickel who who gives a fuck if you're asked about Jerry Jones when he was 16 or 15 he's an NFL owner why the fuck should we ask you LeBron that's LeBron is constantly narcissistic the reason why LeBron created the barbershop Show with uninterrupted and HBO. Was so that way he had a platform for him to talk and say his piece because what was the first thing he said on one of those episodes me beating the warriors coming back 3-1 that's when i was like yeah i'm the goat right his narcissism knows no bounds and that's what that's what drives people nuts compared to other athletes kareem abdul-jabbar never had to tell anyone he was the goat you know why Because people saw it and knew he was the GOAT. Michael Jordan never had to tell anyone he was the GOAT. You know why? Because people saw it and knew he was the GOAT. The difference is now, LeBron is entitled, much like our generation and, godly, the generation that's coming after us. And that entitlement, he feels like he should be that. I'm sorry, bro. Your fans suck. None of them have a basketball team, and it's going to be one of the worst things that ever happens to the NBA because when he retires, all those people who hoop heads are going to stop watching, they're going to check box scores, and nobody's going to do what LeBron did. Despite Steph Curry having four chips, same amount as LeBron, LeBron handpicked his team everywhere he went and only won four. He doesn't even have a... He doesn't even win half the finals appearances he makes. How how is that your goat? How many times have you seen that man? Yeah, all right, I'm not getting sucked into LeBron anymore. I'm yeah, not. I'm I done. Don't, I don't want to take. I don't want to derail this with that. Go into the communion. go I, into the communion with you. I think the the last the last thing I'm going to say on this is the mark of the 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 Kobe guy, the mark of Jordan, the the mark of Kareem, Bill Russell. Uh, Larry Bird, it, it, to, to some extent, Magic Johnson, right? Is that, maybe Magic Johnson was probably the, is probably the most one, one-to-one example of LeBron James that we've seen in basketball history. So I'm going to drop him. All those other guys, they didn't talk about themselves. Other people talked about them. And the reason that they became so famous and so much of a GOAT was, yeah, championships, but also guys being like, man, I got to play against Kareem tonight. I got to play against Wilt tonight. Like, like the story of you you don't ever, at least for me, you don't hear the stories about LeBron that you hear about bird, Jordan, Kareem. Wilt. you don't hear those like these iconic Kobe stories where it's like you, you don't ever hear the story about some guy, guys who are retired that have played against LeBron that said, man, in the third quarter, we was whooping his ass. And then the fourth quarter, He just got this look in his eye, and we knew that it was over. Like, 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 Iman Shumpert tells a story about playing against Kobe that is one of the funniest, like as a rookie, that is one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. Beginning of the fourth, good game, Rook. Yeah, good game, Rook. Good game, Rook. He's like, what are you talking (laughs) about? We (laughs) still got 12 minutes. Shut you down, Kobe.
1: (laughs) Uh, Did you guys ever see the one where AI was talking, and he was like, it was like my first year in Denver, and Kobe was just having like an off night. Like he was just chilling. And I was like, all right, cool. Like we get calm version of Kobe. And then he's like, the second guy, the second year guy on the team starts running his fucking mouth. And I'm like, hey, hey. And he calls me Chuck. So Kobe calls me Chuck. And Kobe looks at me says, like, hey, Chuck. He's like, these motherfuckers shook the treat out of Mama that fell out. I was just like, yes. And then he cooked them for like 45. In the second yeah, half.
0: that's a dude. Like, I was, like, you, you don't hear those stories about LeBron. No. Yeah, you don't. There's there's no story of fear. There, there isn't that fear story yet. I mean, it could come out and I hope they do come out because that would give me much more respect. But no, he's too busy flapping his gums in the media. But I don't want to talk about that anymore. That's that's enough. If cool. the, the last thing we'll say is when you're afraid, when Kawhi checks in. yeah that's enough go ahead with the community with you
1: all right so um in honor of 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 something that i'm really excited for this week um i wanted to ask you guys something because it it just made the connection in my head and it's just real quick you don't got to go longer than like five minutes on this but who is with their accomplishments together and if you can think of any i'll 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 give you some who's the greatest who's the most famous or most accomplished pair of people that have the same name
0: (laughs) Is this because of fucking Creed 3 to, to on Thursday? You yeah, dude, I'm goober. so fucking excited for <laughs> you, this movie. You goober. How am I supposed to know that? I got options for you here. I got oh, options. I mean, the, uh, uh, Cal Ripken and Billy Ripken. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have to have the exact
1: same name. Oh.
0: Well, Michael B. Jordan doesn't have the same name. My, yeah. We're just
1: going by first and last name. We're not. Oh, not including now here it comes. No, because, no, no. It's.
0: So Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan. If
1: Michael Jordan, his airness didn't exist, Michael B. Jordan would not go as Michael B. Jordan. He would just be Michael Jordan. You can't have the same name as that, that guy no. and try to be famous. But I don't like. understand because Michael B. Jordan. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> we, can, we can just completely move <laughs> off the topic. I just was curious to see. I no, mean, that's
0: I, that's the answer, Eric. Uh, if it obviously jumps off the page. But the answer is Michael Jordan and Michael B. Jordan, right? Like, th- Can you give us the rest of the list, please?
1: I'll give you some that are close. Adam Scott, the golfer and the actor.
0: Okay. Adam Scott the actor? Yeah, yeah from Park, Parks, and, Parks Rec. and Rec.
1: And he's got uh, like the new show on Apple. He's won some some Yeah. What Parks. is the TV ones the Emmys? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, they're not even close. <laughs> Has Michael B Jordan won any acting awards yet? Has he not? I don't know, I have no idea. <laughs> I was no. just yelling, hoping you didn't believe me. Oh, so,
0: that's so funny that all it took was just you to re-ask the question to Eric.
1: No, <laughs> Eric, have know.
0: that Mamba mentality, dude. You were just talking about it. That's all not right. Mamba mentality.
1: I'm gonna give you some more. Michelle Williams, Heath Ledger's ex-wife, uh, and Michelle Williams a singer. Not from even close. TLC. Wait, 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 wait. Great Gatsby or chick. Destiny was- Child. Yeah, great, great gatsby
0: chick. Was married to Heath Ledger?
1: Yeah, they have a daughter together.
0: You just broke my brain. Look, I don't pay attention to celebrities. I understand.
1: I I'm, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I listen right.
0: to I listen to musicians, and I don't even know what they
1: look like. <laughs> Kate Hudson and Katy Perry. Her real name's Kate Hudson.
0: Okay, I mean these are good. I like it. I like it so
1: far. But like, come on, dude. The answer is still Michael my- <laughs> Jordan. Chris Evans, the actor. And Chris Evans, the radio host. Um, but it's in England, so I don't know if it counts. The radio host, Chris Yeah, he's Evans? like a
0: radio host for BB something. There's there's one Chris Evans that's carrying that team, <laughs>
1: the radio host. Uh and then there's Mark Wahlberg and Mark L. Wahlberg. Right, oh I got it. I got who's,
0: it. Who's Mark L. Wahlberg?
1: He hosts Antiques Roadshow. Yo, <laughs> hysterical yeah.
0: Yo, the daytime television show that nobody watched <laughs> yeah yo that's that's probably my my number two pick so far
1: that's, that's um, gonna be my two. i got it dude vladimir have... guerrero and vladimir guerrero jr game uh there's only two more on this list uh randy jackson the guy from what's the show with simon cowell uh, oh uh, american idol american idol and then randy jackson the youngest member of the Jackson five. That's
0: yeah. That's behind <laughs> some of those other ones. <laughs> and number
1: seven, number seven, Michael Douglas, AKA oh. Michael Keaton is also named Michael Douglas, but he changed it on his, um, screen actors guild. So he wouldn't be confused with the other Michael Douglas.
0: Oh, so they're both Michael Douglas, but they're Michael, Michael
1: Ke- Douglas is Keaton, his middle name. Uh, it doesn't
0: yo Keaton is a dope
1: name. I don't know if I ever realized that before. Oh, he actually, he wanted to use his name, but when he went to the the union for the job, they were like expecting the Michael Douglas, and they got (laughs) pissed off that he showed up, so he changed his name. (laughs) Why did he pick Keaton, though? Uh, It didn't didn't specify here. I, I can probably look it up, but it doesn't specify in this article. All right, word. But so like we can agree, Michael B. Jordan and Michael Jeffrey Jordan are the greatest. Michael Jordan, the greatest people with the same name. Yeah, hey, bro, you knew the answer
0: before <laughs> you even asked. What are you doing? <laughs> you already right. knew the answer. You were setting up the answer. That's, like, not, a, that's not a communion we eat. That's a hit by E. <laughs> how the fuck did he get by? How did how did he get Michael John Douglas into Michael Keaton? Oh, his middle name's John. Uh, John? Yeah, I mean the yeah. most basic name ever, dude.
1: I'm pretty let's sure see. some lady was like, we'll just give it, we'll just call you Keaton.
0: Early life. Let's see.
1: Yeah, maybe he just kind of picked it. <laughs> I was thinking those two would be in competition for, but the level of, I mean, Michael, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, would, it's just, it's, dude, he's, he's a fucking icon and he's on every sports jersey and, and, and. His shoes are worth thousands and thousands. Of, I don't know. Yeah, you can't beat
0: that combo. Bro, the amount of money he still makes Nike, and he hasn't hooped since what two thousand four, three yeah,
1: three
0: or four yeah. I think I think two thousand three was the it was because you know how I always hate the fucking overlap. Just we this is why baseball has this right. It should be the whole season should finish in one calendar year. Stop <laughs> fucking having a new year in the middle of your bullshit. I get so annoyed with that. And I don't know why. It's an irrational, <laughs> it's an irrational annoyance, but that's, that's just what it is. All right, so that, that's enough of that. Uh, before we get into um, NBA, NHL, and, and UFC 285, we'll probably do it in the inverse order, by the way. Uh, let's go ahead and review head-to-head. So can you share the head-to-head? Because we haven't talked about it this week. Do, 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 Sorry, do. it takes me a
1: second to get it pulled do, up here. Do, 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 I don't know that do, was coming. The producers aren't going to like that. Well, oh, it is
0: what it is. We've friggin' blown it now. Oh, man, we're not no. getting that big money award, bro. <laughs> no daytime Emmy for us. <laughs> All right, is
1: that? can you guys see that pretty well? A little, a little
0: bigger. <laughs> don't listen to it. Too my, big. God damn
1: it. <laughs> No, that it is what it is. That's where it's at now, and that's what we're saying. No, I didn't fall for it. He's a cocksucker, anyway. All right. (laughs) He said I didn't fall for it. He's a cocksucker, but you made it bigger. All right. So uh, I'm gonna jump into going over this head to head while you chuckle, fuck, laugh away. Uh, So last week we had week seven of the of the head to head. Um, I hate you guys. All right. So last week Jermaine went one and two um he hit on the colorado versus winnipeg jets over um, yes, sir. missed on san diego state minus three they won by one
0: no they won right? by two they won hit by a, two, they, so hit, a, they hit uh a, they hit a three-point shot to end the game to win the game so uh and that was <laughs> and then i had ryan span oh i did yep. you already did you i had so, ryan span so can we do this for head to head eric if you see something like that happening head to head, just highlight it on the spreadsheet because at the end of the year we can be like we can choose what our worst beat was.
1: Oh, that's okay a for a head yeah, to head. So I actually uh, we'll talk about a post show, but I want to create something for the post on the IG that that signify this was a bad beat or this was like a
0: like a Spotify yeah. wrapped. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Worst well, bets. What anyway, we... we'll talk about it. Yo, a Spotify wrapped would be hysterical. <laughs> uh, but um, what we do, what we we just need to get one of those beater utensils, Eric, instead of an oh, X a or B? a check mark. You just put. I them. was
1: just I was just <laughs> gonna put. I was just gonna put. I. I and Tina Turner like blacked out on. Oh my god! You're
0: trying to you're trying to monetize this podcast. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right, then the views of Eric Washington All do right. not reflect <laughs> the views of Room 303, <laughs> Nick or Jermaine. <laughs> All right, and then, Eric, uh, clip that so we can put that in. Is like over the little Jermaine. Can you put that in the little bar, like that, that scrolls across the screen? I, the how about I? How, how about we record that cleanly so that way we're okay. not all giggling like schoolgirls in all the right. background. We're always giggling like schoolgirls. Uh, and then I don't know if Eric mentioned this because we jumped into the SDSU one right away, but I had LA Kings money line. They got the brakes beat off of them yeah. by the the new look Rangers. Um, but I also had Ryan Span moneyline, and Eric and I were sitting here on Saturday watching the UFC fights, but without the sound on, we were watching the, the sound with the Sixers game. So we had both games on, and <laughs> we we both keep looking up because it's the main event, and it never happened. The main event never happened, and they were in post, like Why? reviewing the card. Eric and I had no clue. Turns out Ryan Span's opponent got sick and couldn't fight, so they canceled the fight. So I had one day to put. Win. I had that's what I said. I had one day to put a bet in, and on, I was just like, on. "All right, let me hold put on. the LA Kings I, money line."
1: If if you guys look,
0: no, Eric, we're just okay. fucking around. I
1: was like, "If you guys want it that way, I can do it, but I'm just gonna start picking things I think I'm gonna get canceled."
0: Um, uh, oh yeah, you you in this podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, i not going to Eric, go, Eric, to if go to a deal. I'm dropping you. I'm going like, <laughs> to have to come with. Uh, well, when all right, wow, okay. Um, <laughs> so that brings Jermaine to five and ten on the season, and he is down five point three units. Uh, moving on to Nicholas, uh, he went one and two as well last week, which seems to be the trend for him. He, he can't pick a winner to save his life, but um he got arkansas plus eight he missed on no i'm sorry yeah he missed on washington money line and he missed on Bayern union Bayern versus union berlin both teams to score uh bringing him to 410 and one on the season and down 6.6 units but he does have two bets in this week so it we'll, was uh, one tonight and one tomorrow so we'll see how those go uh I'm i went just, one and two i'm just
0: getting, i'm just getting
1: warmed up I went one and two last week. I missed on Philadelphia money line. That was a stupid bet. Uh, I hit on Indiana. It was Indiana. not
0: a stupid bet, bro. They lost by what? Three?
1: Something like that. It was pretty God awful. <laughs> um, but I'm a Sixers fan. So, uh, the Pacers money line hit, they were a dog against the magic. I didn't really understand why they were a dog against the magic. So it made sense for me to take that bet. Uh, and then Chelsea did Chelsea versus Totten mm-hmm. on the draw. That was just all bad. I should have, I should have gone the other route, but Chelsea ended up losing 2-0. So that brings me to eight and seven on the year, uh, at plus three point eight units. And then EP Nevada had a perfect week. He went, and I didn't think it was a real bet at first. That's why I didn't update the, that's why I didn't update the Instagram. But it was uh, <laughs> HC, which I'm assuming stands for Hockey Club Humo. You he had thought them in this... it
0: was something else, didn't you? What? You thought it was HC something else, didn't you?
1: No, so it was a 60-minute money line uh, at minus 140. They won. He had Penn State money line which hit, and Boston minus 1.5, uh, which hit as well. So he had a perfect week. with seven four. 7-4. He's seven four and one now, and up 2.6 units.
0: This is what I don't understand. Right? Is I'm going for big bets, big hitters. Nevada is just going for these little, these little Nancy bets. Right? He just goes like 120 to 120. What a Nancy boy. Hey, just pick a winner, bro. It's, Has not, about, nuts. it's, it's not about Nevada. Pick a winner. Nevada should I'm, just have some nuts. Hey, pick he, a winner. He, he hey, took hey, have Daytona, some nuts.
1: He took Daytona at plus 150. Have some nuts. Had it been, uh, been some bullshit, he probably would have hit that bet. Have some nuts.
0: Hey, just pick a winner. I don't think I have a bet above. I think I have a bet. My biggest bet is like plus 250. Yeah, right there. <laughs> I took Laurie Marketing plus 650. eric took some garbage plus 2200 that's all i need to do is just hit like a huge bet and then just lose the rest of the year miles sanders had had seven games that's a bad beat dude you need to highlight that shit that's a bad beat (laughs) looking at me so sad now yeah he's so sad I like oh, that man. shit. That's your worst beat of the year, Miles Sanders MVP.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, my guy had seven carries. I don't really like y'all, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, dude, Eric,
0: you got. Can you can you pull up the UFC 285 card?
1: Yeah, I got it right here. Oh, you want you want the card or the bets?
0: No, on DraftKings. On DraftKings, brother. There we go. Well you? Hey,
1: hey, a little bigger. Nah, but for real. I know.
0: One more. Well, no, for real. I, I'm the one saying it, dude. One more. Wait, you made it small again? No, I didn't. All right, bro. <laughs> That's perfect. That actually is perfect. That's perfect. You should listen it, to me. I have it full screened right now. That's perfect. All right, so take us to the first fight on the main card. Do you know that? Do you know who uh, that is?
1: I don't have the first five. Minutes. Give me, me give me that. Pull I'll, I'll pull it up. Okay, cool. Wah, 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 I'm assuming wah. it would be in our order: Esteban Ribovics versus Loic. Uh,
0: so the main right. cards, the main cards is Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. That's where it starts.
1: Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett, right there. Boom. Uh, I just like Bo Nickel.
0: So Bo Nickel is this NCAA wrestling stud. And he was on the Dana White Contender Series, the one that just passed. I think it was season six. And he fought on the very first card and was 2-0. and o. He won the fight, went 2-0 and o in his UFC career because he went from wrestling to UFC. Right. But it was fucking dominant. And Dana White was like, yo, I mean, you wrestled for 30 seconds. Like, I mean, he's like, you, you fought for 30 seconds. How about this? I'm going to give you one more fight on the Dana White contender series so he got booked for the fu- finale of the show. If you win that one, then I'll give you a contract cuz Dana White's like, "How can I obviously like objectively scout this kid if he just beat that dude in a minute?" So then the the finale comes from Dana White contender series. And he steps into the octagon again and absolutely mauls the next individual. There him. it is. There's <laughs> your scouting yeah. report. Yes. Yeah. Finishes so, quick. Yes. And so Bo Nickel won the Dana White Contender Series contract, and now here he is on the on the main card already at a minus fifteen hundred favorite. So, Eric, uh yeah, this is gonna be probably difficult for you. You could probably downsize it if you need to, but I'm gonna take I want Bo Nickel inside the distance. Hmm. Method of victory. Bo Nickel to win by... Submission is minus 120. (laughs) Oh, here's inside the distance. No, that's to go the distance. Do you think he wins submission round one? Submission round one is plus 140. (sighs)
1: This is interesting.
0: So I I'm gonna take Bo Nickel by KO.
1: Bo Nickel to win by KO for plus one thirty. Yes. Is he a, is he a knock? Is he a nah? Knock so or? that
0: so that's so I'm gonna take. I actually want both those bets. Bo Nickel to win by KO or Bo Nickel to win by submission. One of those is happening, and I'm perfectly all right with taking both those bets and one of them missing. Uh. Ah, dude. Let me just, let me just pick. I'm up. I'm gonna ride, uh, Jermaine on Bo Nickel to win by submission. Yeah, I'm gonna. switch I to like submission. I like what Jermaine's saying. Bo Nickel continues his dominance. Bo Nickel to win in round one. And I think I mean, that was plus one thirty. So here, here, round one is is the way to go. So I. So I'm going to take away my KO, Eric. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to go submission in round one at plus 140. Plus 140. So
1: so it's two separate bets or one bet you want him to win by submission in round one? Yes.
0: I want him to win by submission still, that one initial bet, minus 120. And Mm -hmm. then I want him to win in round one by submission. Uh yeah, because if you look at the under under, if you look at the under one and a half rounds, it's minus three hundred five right now, Nick.
1: And Nick, you want yeah? The same I saw, exact I saw thing? the under.
0: I'll get the same exact thing. Yeah, submission round one, submission and submission round one.
1: Cool, got it in. Anything else on on this right here, or you guys want to move back to the next page? Yeah, no, we can go page. back. We can okay. go back.
0: Appreciate uh, you. And so the next game fight game. is going to be uh, Matuez Gumrat. Oh, man. That's a tough name to say versus Jalen <laughs> Turner. Cool. Anything on this, Jermaine? <laughs> oh, man. No, hold on. Give me one second. I'm looking right at it right now. Damn. Significant strikes landed per minute from Jalen Turner. It's pretty good. But the takedowns. Some sub average. Wow, this is. I might actually fuck around and take Jalen Turner plus one eighty here. Dude, give me the dog in this one. I mean, he's the dog for a reason. This Gamrock kid is is legit. I've actually seen him fight, but um, he's six three, right? So Jalen Turner's six three, so he has five inches on Gamrock. He's also got seven inch reach. His takedown accuracy is very, very good. He, that means he probably doesn't do it that much, but he does have. Uh, he's pretty good at submissions as well. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll flirt with this plus one ninety. Uh, that I feel like that's great value in the UFC. I have a penchant for betting dogs because all it takes is one, right? One punch, one, one good takedown, one arm lock, and then all of a sudden the fight is a completely different. Uh, situation. I mean, you, you could take, you could just look at Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman, right? What What do we have for uh, Gamrot by decision? So my thoughts are, he's the favorite. Eighty six percent of Gamrot's, if that's how you say it, eighty six percent of Gamrot's fights have gone the distance. He has almost the almost double the fight time. That Jalen Turner does. If Jalen Turner doesn't knock him out, Gamrot's winning this on decision. Getting Gamrot plus 240 is pretty good when he's a minus 225 favorite. Win by decision, plus 240. 86% of his fights, like I said, go to decision. I'll take it. Yeah, this UFC page is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> which which one? The one you just found? <laughs> yeah, the, the UFC one. <laughs> oh, like the UFC website? Yeah.
1: Jermaine, uh, anything on on this match that you want? Nah, to- I'm already
0: going with the dog. Okay. <laughs> I don't need I don't need to overexpose myself. I I actually can you? Sorry, I know that. Can you go back to that? I want to see what over two and a half is. Ooh, that would also be a good bet. Over two and a half plus. plus 125. Let me Oof. get that. Let me get over two and a half, Eric. These are what? In, in these fights, it's what? Five, round, five minutes? Three three rounds. Five minute F- rounds? Five minute rounds. Three, three rounds unless it's a title fight or a main event. So if Gamrot doesn't, if, if Turner doesn't win the first, or doesn't knock him out in the first round, Gamrot wins. Maybe a live bet to look at. Ex- and- expect Turner to probably come out swinging. I don't know. Maybe a maybe a live bet to look at. All right. So match three is going to be, excuse me, Uh, Jeff Neal versus Rachmanov, Shavkat Rachmanov. Such a fun name to say. It's crazy that Jeff Neal is a plus three ninety dog, but that speaks to the quality of Rachmanov. Nick, do you have any stats on his finishing? Unbeaten, right? Sixteen and zero uh Correct. in six fights from uzbekistan uh in these 16 fights he has uh half of them have been ko's and half of them have been submissions none of his fights have gone the distance Ooh, okay let's go let let me see the over under real quick eric over my one and a half is minus one under one you none of them have gone the distance and you can get under one and a half plus 120. Let's see if let's see if they have a, a tie. His average fight is six minutes and thirty seconds, though. So that still puts you under one and a half.
1: That puts you under one and
0: a half. Oh, that does put you under one and a half. Yep. So under one and a half would be good. What are we looking for? Method of victory, Eric. <sighs> uh, give me win by submission, plus two hundred. So the reason that I'm chewing that, I'm choosing that, is because. Uh, How would you say his name? Rachmanov. Rachmanov. Yeah, dude, this dude's Rach- dope. He's Rachmanov. So Rachmanov. We just said he's had 16 fights. He's unbeaten in those 16 fights. Eight of them have been by KO. Eight of them have by have been by submission. If I can get submission, 70 points higher. KO is at plus 130. Submission is at plus 200. I'm gonna take Rachmanov by submission. Yeah, Jeff Neal's a good fighter, but when a good fighter. Is valued like this? I I don't I don't like that at all. I will say I want Rachmanov in round two. Let me get let me see Rachmanov. What what is Rachmanov in round two? Yeah. Let me get Rachmanov KO in round two plus six fifty. Yeah, I'll I'll do the I'll do the same thing, here I, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch I'm gonna switch up my thinking though here and say every one of these odds is kind of crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, I'm just gonna take the odds that is less crazy. I'm I mean, just hu- his his average fight is over a round but under a round and a half. So. Thread. That's why I was like thread the needle. Average fight time six minutes. Give me give me the round two finish. I'm trying to thread the needle here. Obviously at plus six fifty, ladies and gentlemen, understand the risk and the exposure that's all i have to say about that next next fight we have it's a title fight we have valentina shevchenko versus alexa grasso uh we have another mexican uh, i don't know if she was mexican born or she's just mexican but she we have another mexican fighter vying for a title seems to me that mexican ufc fighters are having a sort of renaissance since eric and i watched moreno seal the deal in phoenix uh, it's actually fascinating. I don't think she gets the job done. <laughs> so Valentina Shevchenko, obviously, from Kyrgyzstan. Uh, like Jermaine said, Alexandria Grasso from Mexico. If you look at their two win by uh, submission, Shevchenko's average fight is 17 minutes. Grasso's average fight is 13 minutes. Uh, Shevchenko wins 75% of her fights by decisions. Grasso wins 67 percent of her fights by decisions what is this what is this uh over over four and a half eric i will take over four and a half and i will take shevchenko the favorite to win by decision can i can i just bet this to go to decision i don't know if i've seen that 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 bet i'm not i don't know if i want to pick a winner Obviously, I think Valentina wins, but...
1: Nick, like you said Shevchenko versus Grasso over four and a half. And what other ones are?
0: And Shevchenko to win by decision plus 200. Yeah, the one you got highlighted, brother. Pro <clears throat> minus 675. Valentina Shevchenko's... <laughs> She's yeah. so good, dude. <clears throat> dude, women, women UFC fighters, that it, that is so fun to watch especially when they are the tippy tippy top the best of the best those fights are always so wild to watch uh you can bet to go the distance to go the distance is plus 140 without choosing a winner that's what i want to go the distance plus 140 let me get that eric i would like that as well I thought I had saw it, but I was like, I was too busy threading needles and picking submissions and KOs. I was like, did I actually make that up in my head? You see what happened was. What had happened was Man, it's it's under season in the NBA, bro. Everything's a playoff game now. I love it. I love it. Inside baseball, ladies and gentlemen, if you are betting NBA. For the rest of of the season, lean under. These teams are now playing defense. Every win matters now. East and Western Conference are incredibly tight. Top to bottom. Every win matters. Bet the under. All right, let's go to the next fight. I think we're done with this one. We have John Jones returning to the UFC after, what is it, three years again? Uh, To take on Cyril Ghan. Uh, this is going to be in the heavyweight division. It was John Jones' debut, and he's minus one sixty-five on this board. Um, Nick, any nugs? Yeah, hey. I mean, I mean, John Jones. It, it, you know, you kind of got to throw a lot of these stats away for John Jones, right? It's his first fight at heavyweight. He, like Jermaine said, he hasn't fought in three years. So I'm going to focus on the Gane. He wins 45% of his fights by KO. However, his average fight time uh, is 16 minutes and 7 seconds. So you got to figure that's what in a championship bout that's round three. That's round four. 16 minutes puts you right at the beginning of round four. Right. So round four, he has uh, 45% of his fights by TK or by KO, uh, 27 by submission and decision. I said you got to throw the John Bones stats out. John Bones as a, a light heavyweight. Uh, maybe one of the greatest fighters of all time, 43% uh, by KO, 26% by submission, 30% by decision with a 1528 uh, average fight time. Uh, dude, I'm leaning Gane, Gane in this. Yeah, like, we're going to pronounce like, that name differently all over this podcast, yes. ladies and gentlemen. I think it's Cyril Gane. I don't know. I actually i've I've seen him fight a bunch, and for some right, reason I don't let's, know. Let's do this. Let's go to Google Translate. Well, can you show? Can you scroll down for me, Eric, just to show me the method of victory for both these gentlemen? <laughs> oh man, John Jones has one loss. Like, how can I bet against John Jones? Because he's never fought a heavyweight before. <sighs> and Cyril like, Ghan against is – against plus... a dude who is. A seasoned heavyweight fighter. I mean, he's got 12 fights. Seasoned. <laughs> yeah. um, here. Here it is. Gan. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying it American. Gan.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we both did it. Sorry. Sorry. Like Google Translate says, Zero, Gan. <laughs> Yo, Eric, just give me Gone on the money line. I don't actually think he wins. Uh, but I'm gonna I just I'm what action in this fight. I don't like John Jones minus one sixty five line and I don't know if I can if I can bet John Jones to win by KO or submission. I haven't seen him in, in the in the octagon at heavyweight. So I'm gonna roll the dice with an underdog and I'll take Cyril Gon to win. I'm gonna go a step further. I, I will also take Jermaine's bet. I think Gan is gonna win. Uh but I also wanna take Gan to win by KO. You think Plus so? four hundred. Oh no, sorry, please fell hundred. Nobody saying, thinks nobody thinks John Jones is losing, Eric. We're betting the odds right now. I think he's losing. You think uh, I don't think he's losing. He has one loss. <laughs> At light heavyweight, he fought. His biggest rival was a heavyweight. DC, and he beat his ass. When DC walked into the octagon, he was a heavyweight against John Jones. Okay, I again, uh, no. I, I I am I am the self professed third most knowledgeable person on this podcast when it comes to UFC. No, I, I, but that's fine. I'm not saying John Jones can't lose. I think any fighter can lose at any given second.
1: I, I got a question for you guys. So. There's, there's two routes that I see happening with, with John Jones. He comes out how he's trained his whole life. He just does it at a heavier weight. He waits. The fight happen. He lets the fight happen. He lets the fight come to him. He picks the man apart, goes to the decision. He wins the decision. Or is he going to come out here and say, I'm trying to prove to the world that I'm ready for heavyweight. Let me get this dude some bows, knock this motherfucker out, call it a day, and then sign up for the next fight?
0: If he does that, he's losing. I think John Jones wants to make a statement. Okay, John. And because J- of that, Gan is going to win. <laughs> John Jones has a proverbial chip on his shoulder. I don't know what it is. He comes from a family that is pretty well distinguished in the actual like athletic sphere, uh, but the way John Jones carries himself, it feels like. At all times he thinks everyone is underestimating him his entire career even though we all pretty much unanimously think john jones is the best to ever do it in him or anderson silver or like mighty mouse you know you could probably throw in some other names but conor mcgregor <sighs> all right so that that wraps up our ufc 285 discussion uh It'll be interesting to see John Jones at heavyweight. I'm curious to see what he weighs in at. If he weighs in 245, you know, 250, that's 40-45 pounds more than we've seen him move. And we're used to John Jones being able to drag people into deep water. How does that extra weight for 15-20 minutes impact John Jones' cardio? Uh, these are all great fascinating questions that's why you love that this fight got set up you wish it would have been against nganu that ship has sailed you wish it was against miocic i don't think miocic wants to come out of retirement he seems pretty content living his ohio lifestyle Um, uh not anymore not anymore maybe he wants to come out because he needs to buy a new property somewhere uh but dude i i think this is incredibly fascinating i think cyril gone poses a threat um young hungry athletic can take down can strike uh he's a pretty polished ufc fighter but it's john jones right? he's listed gun is listed um at or sorry john bones is listed at 240 on the ufc website 240 that's i mean that's 35 extra pounds it uh, We'll see. We'll see how well he trained for this. I he's been training for three years, so I would imagine his cardio is pretty good. That's one thing John Jones has always done, except for uh, what's it called the uh, Gustafsson fight, where he fucking partied and still went in and won. What a wild man. Anyways, that wraps up our UFC coverage. Uh, Eric, you want to take us into? You have the NHL tracker and the NBA tracker, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, do um, so you wanted- Start, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. I was like, do you want to start with NBA or NHL? Because the NBA trade deadline's already passed. NHL still has its hit on Friday. So I was, I was, do you want to start with NBA? Uh,
0: well, I was wanted to start with NHL.
1: Cool. All right. Let me get that pulled up. All right. So I do have this here. I'm going to share this with you guys so you can see it. But it's a, basically a list of all the NHL trades that have gone down. And then I have the current standings in the NHL, and I have NHL um, future bets pulled up. So,
0: Attaboy, Blackhawks. Way to be down two against the Yotes. <laughs> Attaboy. Attaboy. Uh,
1: um, so the first significant trade that I see here, um, actually, no. Let me. do you want me to work backwards? Because I have the February 8th. I have the most recent ones. So starting with the most recent ones, uh, the Wild acquired Gustav Nyquist from the Blue Jackets.
0: Yeah. Uh. I don't. That doesn't really move the needle. I, I, Gustav Nyquist is what a defender.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's not, sorry. He's a forward.
0: He's a forward. Yeah. Columbus okay. Blue
1: Jackets get a fifth round pick. Yeah. Um, and it,
0: and it's the Minnesota Wild. Ain't nobody want to talk about them.
1: All right. So next one, <laughs> Oilers acquire Matthias Ekholm from Predators.
0: Yeah. I mean, is,
1: that, is that is that a needle moving pick or trade? Yeah, I, mean, I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, great, great defender, Matthias Ekholm. I mean it has been a stalwart for the for the preds for most of their uh, most of their franchise basically. The uh, predators just suck now so they they moved him. Uh, right. Speaking of the predators, did you see that um Barry Trotz is going to take over as GM at the end of the season? I would like if I were a predators fan I would love to see that. Oh yeah, I would. I was like, yo, I'm. Ex- I hate the Predators. I for some reason I hate the Predators and I hate the Wild. Uh, aside from like the Kings and Lightning and cause, but those are teams that the Blackhawks played in the playoffs. But the Predators and the Wild, I don't know why I have significant dislike for both those teams. But Barry Trotz coming in to replace the only GM the Nashville Predators have ever had in their franchise history. It sounds very interesting to me. So, so Ekholm, Ekholm is, is described by Sportsnet Canada as the top defenseman available at the deadline, a durable two-way defender who's deployable in all situations. So, for, <laughs> they, said, for they said deployable <laughs> for a for for an Edmonton for an Edmonton team right now that is six. But at seventy two points, they're four places. They're four they're four points out of first. I think it's a good trade to to knock in that 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 back line. Sorry, the the top four D that they have. Uh, The wild are gonna make some noise in this postseason, aren't they? I don't think so. You don't second round, they'll get bounced in the second? I think so. Okay. There's too right. many. There's there's too many good teams in the Western Conference right now. The, I, I don't think that the I, I don't think that the Wild are, the Wild better pray that Calgary doesn't get in. That the Wild better pray that that Seattle gets bounced somehow. Calgary has been disappointing this year. I mean, the Wild better pray that they don't have Colorado in their first round matchup. Because right now, that if the season ended today, it would be Colorado Minnesota in the first round. Oh, that's the four five. Yeah. Ooh, I know you hate the wild too. Uh, they're the mild, dude. <laughs> I like, I but I, I just don't think that. Like, I, I just don't think they're that good. Every year, I think that, but they always win a bunch of games, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe there are, maybe there are Utah, maybe there are Utah Jets, dude. They feel like you remember when the Capitals would always be dominant in the regular season, but you just like you watch that team on the ice, and you were like, I don't see them winning a Stanley Cup. Uh, the, it, the the wild feel like a or the mild feel like a great value version of that capitals yeah that's really funny but let's keep it pushing eric what's the next one
1: all right so what i want to do because there's a lot of trades here i'm going to name the team that traded for and if they're a contender or not a contender uh so the next trade would be the maple leaves contender
0: so he, here's here's what we'll do i'll i'll, I'll read the uh I'll read the top eight teams, and we'll just discuss the playoff, the current playoff seeding teams. Trade. You can sort by teams, right?
1: Uh, no, I can't sort
0: by. Teams. In 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 since the trade deadline, the Maple Leafs have acquired Ryan O'Reilly, Eric Gustafsson, and Luke Shen. Unreal. Also, you have like Sam Lafferty and Jake McCabe, who are functional players. To play in your system. Essentially, I was reading something the other day that said the Maple Leafs got rid of. Oh, that's a tab that I didn't have pulled up. There's the tab that I pulled up. The Maple Re- the Maple Leafs basically got rid of uh, Rasmus Sandin and Pierre Ingval, two players, and added six players to their starting lineup, six starters to their lineup. Yeah, they. What happened was also they what all happened, the this? all they traded was prospects and picks. So the people that were actually getting ice time for the Maple Leaves that have them this high up in the rankings are still on that team. And they added oh fucking Riley. <laughs> before but before we get into this, really though, let me tell you what every Eastern Conference team is doing at the deadline. All right. They are loading for bear. And if you don't understand that pun, you don't know what a bruin is. <laughs> yeah, Boston is so good. They're not, dominant right now. Not only is Boston dominant, but they have four of their top scorers are playoff veterans. Boston is a scary, scary team to face right now. Because they don't need to rely on these young guns that have been doing it well like the Hurricanes. Or they don't have this group of t- uh, this group of players that has no playoff experience. These guys are battle tested, bro. This Bruins team is is not very far removed from winning, <laughs> winning it all. So when we talk about the Eastern Conference teams, they're giving up a lot. Yes, the Devils, the, the Maple Leafs, the Rangers are mortgaging their future because they know if they don't win now. Right? Also low key a team that didn't give up anything really at the deadline. Carolina didn't make any moves. They're second in the East. That's what I actually saw that and I was like, yo, Carolina is just like, yo, we're good. Another I mean, they were the one seed last year, correct? Right. Another team that didn't give up. Currently the 5 seed, Tampa Bay didn't really make any moves. Right. Because those teams know, no, those teams know and trust in their solid playoff tested core. Maybe Carolina less so, but that Carolina has been, you know, that core has some good playoff minutes behind them. Yeah. Tampa Bay lost a lot in the offseason, though. So to not add anything like anything, we're not adding, you know, maybe a third line forward. Uh, a third line defenseman like you're not adding anything for a postseason run they must have somebody because you correct me if i'm wrong you can bring up three to four of your uh prospects right to bolster your roster before you go into the playoffs Uh, i believe so yeah because they they always talk about the the kid who wasn't with they finished their season in the minors and then they come and sit on the bench so maybe Tampa has somebody there that they feel comfortable filling in, you know, a fourth line or a fifth line kind of spot. But I'll, I mean, I, I, Tampa, I'm not Tam- doubting Tampa Bay though. Tampa Bay did <laughs> trade for uh, Tanner Jeanette. Oh, and, no, yeah, that was a and good traded trade. a bunch of picks to Nashville for him. Which, by the way, Nashville is is yeah. loading up. Done, yeah. So, the so Nashville and the Blackhawks. So, the Blackhawks have two firsts in the next three drafts, Mm -hmm. uh, which is exciting because we just traded Patrick Kane. We'll get into that later, though. I forgot they I saw that trade that they pulled off with Nashville and I thought, yo, Tampa, I did forget about that trade completely. All right, I take what I take back what I said about Tampa Bay, yo, Tampa Bay. They just keep stretching this window, bro. <laughs> they should have been done a long time ago, Houston, fuckers. Houston, Houston Astros. I mean, <laughs> so, you, you, you can say the same thing about Boston, right? Yeah, that's like, true. Like, if, if I bring up right now from NHL.com, Boston's top point getters, like, you'll remember some of these names circa 2010. Like, if I, if I pull up stats right now, in the regular season, they're leading – Sorting by points, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, David Krejci, P- P- Patrice Bergeron. And what Charlie- a great, I, I think that's a great name, by the way. Right. Patrice Bergeron. it's It just rolls off the tongue. It's a hockey name, for sure. It's the most Canadian name I might have ever heard. Bergeron, 37. Krejci, <laughs> 36. Marchand, 34. Pasternak is 26. But he's... <laughs> He's really good. <laughs> he's a, he's really good feels like you're underselling the quality of yeah. player Pasternak is but Nick, uh, Nick Felino this year 26 points he's 35. Eric how many trades how many uh trades have the Rangers made this this year I think from early, late early late February to now
1: um so they have uh their first trade was they traded once back in uh, November but it was just for future uh, for fifth round pick uh, but February 9th they got Vladimir Tarasenko <laughs> and Nico Mikola. Uh February 19th they acquired Tyler Mott
0: also a good trade
1: February 25th they acquired William Lockwood and a seventh round pick from the Canucks uh, February 28th they got future considerations for some guy named Austin Rushoff, they sent him to the Predators, and then today Yeah. That was they a acquired cat move. Patrick Kane and Cooper Zek from the Chicago Blackhawks and Arizona Coyotes.
0: The, the Rangers. Uh, oh. The trade deadline can be categorized by Eastern Conference teams mortgaging their every prospect, package, or good young player they have. Mm-hmm. If your name is not. And tampa bay gave up a lot so if your name is not carolina or boston at two and one respectively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're mortgaging your future to try to beat two and one that was that was six trades eric for the rangers just i know that not all of them were significant but that yeah, was yeah. six trades to maneuver trades. the cap bring in tarasenko and bring in patrick kane I mean this Rangers team is going to be a blast to watch in the playoffs. I hope they make a long playoff run just so we can watch that team play. I I was worried about chemistry for a bit and then I saw what they did to the Kings when I had the King's money line and <laughs> that assuaged all concerns. Uh, so that I think we're good for the Eastern Conference. Is there any team outside of the Jersey. top? Oh, yeah, we we talked about the Devils. devils Well, see, I I always talk about the Devils, so I thought we were just tired of me blowing. I thought thought this was you, so continue to talk about the Devils and what they did. Timo fucking Meyer, baby, let's go! Probably one of the most outrageous trades that I've seen in recent memory. A a a five-player and a draft pick from the Sharks for a four-player and three-draft pick uh, New Jersey Devils squad. Uh, Timo, Timo Meyer came uh, from the Sharks, Scott Harrington, Tamor Igbravimov, Santeri Haktika, and Zachary Imond, uh all came over from the uh, Sharks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Timo Meyer is, is a great winger. Uh You can get Scott Harrington has been giving the Ducks uh, 15 minutes of ice time um oh he was oh he was traded hold on he's on the ducks now apparently yeah scott harrington was flipped yeah. immediately after they got him yeah i saw that too and i was just like well that's interesting yeah it's, uh, ma- mainly it's it's timo meyer that's that's the big that's the big part of this this uh this trade look Nobody believed me. The Devils are third in the East, and they're only behind the juggernaut of the Boston Bruins. And then the first-place team from last year. Uh, this Devils team adding Timo Meyer, makes them even more exciting. I don't know what it was as a kid, but the color scheme, the logo, and then just maybe because they were called the Devils. But I always kind of like thought the New Jersey Devils were cool, but I also hated them at the same time, if that makes any sense um i hate you this is gonna be interesting the eastern conference playoffs is gonna be interesting i love the devils and i've been on them all year since the since the pre 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 but i don't know if they have enough i don't know if they're gonna make the noise i want them to make in the playoffs for me to just walk around and drop drop trot on people you know what i mean but yeah uh, um no, it's great though. It's it's great. It's good to see that this team took that leap like that. Um, do you have any other thoughts on Islanders, on Pittsburgh, Buffalo? Oh, Buffalo! Good. Buffalo is right outside of the. Good playoffs. luck. <laughs> yeah, Godspeed, my child. Uh,
1: I wanted to ask Nick real quick: How many teams make the the, the playoffs? Eight. Sixteen. Eight, yeah. so you're eight, telling eight me the number one seed in the West would be the number seven seed in the East right now? That's crazy. Correct.
0: Correct. <laughs> Yo, the Eastern Conference has been wild. Correct. Just- and the and the number ten seed in the West is 12 points outside of first place. The Western Conference is just cluster together. It's 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 actually I don't know if I've ever seen a, a, a like a conference quite like this top to bottom in nhl usually usually there's always one team on both conferences that you're just like oh yeah they're the best team in the conference it's not even close right now uh, i guess we could pivot to the western conference before we pivot to the western conference any team that's on the outside looking in in the east that you think can make it in or is the eight that we have right now ending at pittsburgh as the eight seed is that the eight that we're getting it's been too long. I'm gonna say this, and I don't want to say it. It's been too long that the Detroit Dead Things have not been in the playoffs. And they're when only- they're when they're this close, you kind of have to think they're 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 sniffing it at least. They're three points back from the eight spot, but that's a, that guarantees a dance with the Bruins. So <laughs> right, but Bruins- but, how, but how many times have we seen it in hockey? Oh, and a all team the team looks undefeatable. All the time. You can't beat them in the regular season. And the second that the, the lights come on for playoff time, they're bouncing a gentleman's sweep. I, the President Trophy kiss of death is crazy. It's crazy. It, I, I never understand it, but it happens all the time. If Detroit makes it, that was another team I was high on <laughs> pre. pre 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 so that'd be dope but i i don't see it they're three points back from uh pittsburgh eric did detroit make any significant additions i remember them making a trade for somebody and thinking oh that's interesting
1: um the last trade they had was january 18th they acquired jasper weatherby no Jasper yeah. weather.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I was talking out of my ass on that one. Uh, all right, let right. so let's pivot to the Western Conference. As Nick alluded to, uh, the Western Conference is as tight as possible. The number one seed has 76 points, and Nashville coming in at number 10 has 64. So that's, that's the 12 points Nick's talking about. Um, it's Golden Knights... Dallas Stars, L.A. Kings, the Avalanche, somehow, some way. Uh, The Wild, Oilers, the Jets, and the Kraken, who have significantly cooled off since that stretch run. They were one of the few teams, they were the first team to beat Boston at home. And now the Kraken, I mean, cooled off is generous. They're six points back from the one seed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right, let's get, let's get into I don't know how many te- how many of these teams made a trade to be honest. Yeah, I mean there, there there wasn't a lot. I mean, obviously you have teams basically giving away a lot of stuff in the Western Conference. Uh it, for this stuff. I, I mean, we all we're, we already discussed the Ekholm trade. Uh Ivan Barbershev went from the Blues uh to the Golden Knights. Barbershev is a good uh forward. He played a lot of his time in St. Louis with uh, Jordan Kuro. It's maybe a benefit of a maybe a benefit of, of a good line mate. And then this year, you know, he's not he 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 posted career best numbers last season, and then he uh, he doesn't have good numbers this year. I think like 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 twenty eight points in fifty nine games or something. Twenty nine points so far. Um. He's a rental for the, for the Knights. That's, that's all that it is. And, and they didn't really give up that much. The, the Avs made the move for, for Jack Johnson. Um, that's kind of the same thing. Uh, he's a, he's a guy that won a Stanley cup with them last year. They, they gave up a guy that they drafted in 2014 in Andreas England or England. Uh, he didn't, he hasn't really made it at the NHL level. Uh, the Jets, the Winnipeg Jets, also acquired Nino Niederreiter. Uh, they sent him to the Preds for a uh, 2024 second-round pick. The Preds are just, I mean, stashing picks. I, we 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 already mentioned it, right? But Barry know, Trotz is going to have a treasure trove to play with, man. Yeah, I mean, it's he he's he definitely can get it right if he if he <laughs> needs to. Right. Yeah, if he doesn't, it's almost embarrassing at that point. the The West was more the West playoff picture. The best way to describe it is: don't be a slave to the to the seedings. great right. That that's how I'd best describe the West playoff picture. You're gonna see some matchups that it's gonna tell you, "Oh, this person's the favorite." Ignore that. Bet with what you think. Compare the two teams because there are going to be some upsets in the Western Conference. Yeah, I, I think I think you know kind of the 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 yang to the Eastern Conference's yang is that every Western Conference team is pretty is pretty satisfied with their team. You know, you, you look at the teams. Like I said, the tenth place team is ten points out of out of uh, first place if you're going to run a streak of five games, of three games, well, now you've put yourself back in the playoffs. Right? No Western Conference team needs to make this huge bold move because they have a team that's put them in contention and they just know that they need to get there and play playoff hockey. Yeah. Both conferences are going to be awesome to watch for two totally different reasons. (laughs) Like, the arms race of the East, and then just the overall. How how do you best describe that? Just how competitive the Western Conference is. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> so, um, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and wrap our NHL coverage with a uh, way too early Stanley Cup final prediction. Who do you have, Nick? Colorado Avalanche and. Oh, man. I'm going to be bold and say Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes, huh? I think every year you've seen some sort of expectation put on Carolina. And, now, young, now and, their, young, a... and their young players have not been able to play well. Right? Mm-hmm. I think this year might be the first year that they can just play with reckless abandon. They have been. Right? Nope. Nobody's points. nobody's talking. Nobody's about talking them. about them. The quietest second best team. Right, a team that was a number one seed last year, and 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 we're not we're not talking about them. And contrary to what Calgary did, uh, Carolina didn't get worse this off season, right? Where, whereas Calgary did, and that's why they're underperforming. I am going to take the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, I have Toronto facing the New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I have the Edmonton Oilers getting revenge on the Colorado Avalanche in the Western Conference Finals. And what a revenge it would be. Colorado swept them last year. Yeah, I don't think they sweep Colorado. <laughs> I don't... I do. You you don't sweep the defending champ. I don't. <laughs> just don't think that happens. They're going to get at least one. And I think it's going to go... I think that could go seven. So that's that's what i have i'm going in all canadian final i i think it's going to be awesome i can't wait for the st- i can't wait for the postseason i always i never can as soon as the regular season starts i want it to be the postseason because it's fucking awesome but i can't wait this year that's going to wrap our nhl coverage uh we'll bring more nhl content to you as we get closer to the actual postseason uh, we'll actually review some of the awards that they're going to be handing out and see who who we think actually wins those awards or who the runaway favorite is um, let's go ahead and get into the NBA. So the NBA has had another memorable <laughs> another memorable trade deadline. Stop if you've heard that fucking sentence before. And uh now the playoff teams are set and this is who we're gonna have. Eric, will you go through some of the trades we have? Just write them off, and then we'll talk about the teams themselves.
1: All right, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna just start back with like the first significant trade that happened and set everything off. So the Lakers got Hachimura from the Wizards. <laughs> uh, then on February sixth, we got the Mavericks uh, trading for Kyrie Irving. So the Mavericks get Kyrie Irving and Marquise Morris. The Nets got Spencer Dinwiddie, second go around in Brooklyn, and Dorian Finney Smith, and some picks. Uh the Heat trade Deadman to the Spurs. We'll keep pushing on that. The Kings. Uh no, we're gonna keep pushing on that. The Raptors add <laughs> Pottle from the Spurs, Jacob Pottle.
0: I think that's a uh, solid pickup. I like
1: that. Uh and the Spurs got Cam Burke or Birch. Um now we did have a crazy tree team trade here. The Lakers trade Westbrook to the Jazz. Um, but basically the Lakers get D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt, which uh is the Timberwolves, right? And um, then the tip.
0: Vanderbilt came from, and Malik Beasley came from Utah because they were traded in the Gobert trade. And then D'Angelo Russell, Yeah, doesn't matter. They are on the two, Lakers now.
1: <laughs> two teams that had a major trade in the offseason uh, decided to team up again and do a crazy trade with the Lakers. So the Timberwolves <laughs> get Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker uh, and a bunch of picks. Um, and then the Jazz receive Russell Westbrook, who has now um, been bought out in place for the uh, Clippers juan toscano anderson damian jones and they got a first round pick from the lakers um i i'm gonna skip that patrick beverly got traded thomas bryant got traded but um we're gonna skip that the suns <laughs> uh <laughs> the suns trade for kevin durant The
0: okay pause i know i said we would talk about it afterwards but talk okay all offseason, it was where will KD go? And then they settled it, right? And nobody talked about it. And I remember Eric and I were sitting there like, yo, he's getting traded at the trade deadline, right? And then the Brooklyn Nets looked outstanding. <laughs> and so we're like, yo, KD's not getting traded. Kyrie shocks the world again. Stop me if you've heard that sentence and requests a trade. And the very next day, KD is sent to Phoenix in what is the quietest. It it could it, I don't know, man. Is this the biggest trade in NBA history? Trading KD like that at the deadline? I think it's the quietest trade of a star ever. I mean, think about like adding craziest. adding KD to Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre. And keep in mind those three are one year removed from playing in the NBA finals. KD is 34, is a walking 25 points. Brings plays, playoff experience. Pl- brings playoff experience, plays great defense. You good, dude? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then
1: he's just so sad about I just this got a sinus headache really bad that just popped up on me. Oh,
0: all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was crying because KD went to the Suns. No. It, it's
1: like It's like a, a shooting pain that just ran up right here.
0: All right. If you gotta step away, you can, dude. Play uh, through pain. <laughs> I am. Yo, but I mean, what is there a bigger trade than KD? I'm just curious. Like, is there at the trade deadline? Is I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, is that I mean is that a crazy sentence? Is, I mean, there's a lot of crazy trade deadline trades, but this is Kevin fucking Durant. <laughs> I mean, the Mason Plumley trade for me is the biggest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll take this conversation offline, Eric. <laughs> when you get when we get some time no, to think I'm about it, you don't think, have a like, headache. Yeah.
1: No, I'm just trying to think like it's because it, every year there's so many trades that happen, and I like I'm just thinking recently James Harden getting traded to the Sixers that doesn't compare. I'm just saying like big name trades that I yeah. can think of, but uh... <laughs> no i mean no not not anybody ah. the Durant's caliber like kyrie has been traded but no this was this was I, I the, we're gonna have to sit down and really talk about this but i think this might be the biggest trade at the trade deadline ever. Ah, i as, love i love as, that i
0: waited to talk to you about this on the podcast
1: as, especially that especially considering what the 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 impact he's going to bring to that team how they're constructed what he's going to do and how i i don't believe the talking heads I don't believe casual fans of basketball really understand what's about to happen with this team. If they stay healthy and they have those guys deep in the bench that can give them – just just shut up and play a little bit of basketball. It's all we need from you. This is probably going to be the scariest team in the playoffs.
0: Yo, he's back tomorrow. All right, yeah. so, I, so I have an NBC Sports article from – I wonder if they'll show me when it's from. If not, uh, it's a terrible written article. If it doesn't have the author and the date immediately under the headline, it well, it's, drives it's you one of nuts. it's one of those fancy, it's one of them fancy websites where like the the you scroll through and they give you like big graphics and stuff like that. Oh, so like yeah. I don't. All right, so so I'll just read them off and you guys can tell me. All right. All right. 76ers trade for Matumbo, two thousand one.
1: Oh, that that led to us making a finals. Run. I mean, that doesn't compare to.
0: It's to- a great trade. Yeah, uh, it's not KD. Bulls yeah. send Ron Artest to the Pacers, two thousand two. Next, Ray Allen for Gary Payton, two thousand three. No. To the Sonics. Ne- no, next, no, but they paired him with Rashard Lewis. That shit was wild, bro. Rasheed Wallace to the Pistons, two thousand four. That one directly resulted in a
1: <laughs> championship, but it's not are you, KD. Are those are those trade deadline trades? Or- yes
0: specifically okay. trade deadline deals celtics reacquiring antoine walker 2005. no you don't remember the the trade deadline when rashid got added and it completely changed that pistons team me yeah
1: yes i do i i just oh, okay. i i i wasn't sure if, if this list was gonna be all that
0: oh okay all right keep keep it pushing nick
1: lakers get Pau gasol 2008.
0: oh <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> They did win a
0: championship. They won multiple championships. With that I team. mean, and Pal Gasol is a perennial underrated, underrated player. That dude was a, is so. Uh, I think we have our our closest. We have our closest one so far. Carmel Anthony to the Knicks, two thousand eleven. That's a big time trade, but uh, they, Katie's they better than anything. Carmelo. Yeah, they didn't
1: do anything for the Knicks. Uh, also,
0: they, also, who's better, Katie or Carmelo? KD. Huh. You said Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, it's Kevin Durant Celtics trade Kendrick Perkins 2011 (laughs) Get the fuck out of here That made me upset You Uh, said that that one Uh, Isaiah Thomas to the Celtics 2015 No DeMarcus Cousins to the Pelicans 2017 Man, that Pelicans team was so good With AD and DeMarcus And Uh, Rondo 2018 The the, the Cleveland Cavaliers Decided to blow it up and that's the that's the biggest deal since 2000 according
1: was, to this website was was Anthony Davis a preseason trade
0: no he requested it in the offseason
1: oh he he requ- okay so it happened in the offseason
0: actually he may have requested the trade they didn't trade him at the trade deadline and then and then they moved him in the offseason
1: okay okay I, I just couldn't remember if he i thought i for some reason i thought it was like maybe 8 games into the season he came or something like that
0: no, nah, it was, it was in the off season cuz that's when um, they sh- the Lakers fucking sent a Herculean package cuz remember they they traded AD and then the NBA lottery or no the NBA lottery happened they got the one and then they traded AD or yeah. the other or the other way around. They traded AD then they got the one. But that was well into June July time frame. Uh yo Kate, I'm telling you bro, I, it, KD, it might be the biggest trade in in NBA history. (laughs) Maybe. I'd have to look at them all, but it's up there, dude. That shit's crazy to me. Also, because there wasn't the week of buildup that you usually see for these stars to get shipped. It was just Kyrie got traded, and then KD was gone.
1: I I think the Nets realized it was time... That this oh yeah
0: failed. they they i mean it was the right thing and, to do yeah. and
1: can i say i just want to thank the 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 brooklyn Mets organization for for letting ben simmons rot in basketball <laughs> purgatory for the rest of his goddamn fucking life i hope he i hope that man never gets out of the black and white uniform and hopefully he ends up in an orange jumpsuit nah, I you don't, you don't wish that last one
0: so grumpy uh the the brooklyn nets by the way got a war chest for kevin durant and oh by the way are still six in the eastern conference here's what's crazy about the brooklyn nets the brooklyn nets got less first round picks than the jazz got for rudy gobert well yeah rudy Gobert's a better player I don't mean that hoop <laughs> heads I don't mean that I don't I'm an idiot when it comes to basketball no,
1: I was about to be like yo who's got more hardware <laughs> oh, man damn did win four defensive players of the year dude Get that's hard to beat no championships <laughs> dude go birds
0: Katie has two finals MVPs <laughs> uh,
1: I'm not I'm not gonna say you know I, I overheard a video the other day and I don't want to trigger you but um, Mandam needs to win one without Steffi Steph to see if if he's actually one of the goats. Oh yeah, I the Charles. Aggr- I, actually I actually agreed with that. Hey, I, I agree with that heavy.
0: I'm with you. I'm like, yo, that actually makes a lot of sense because what Katie and LeBron did is the same thing, except LeBron went and won one somewhere else. Yeah, uh, and I don't really. And, and I don't, by and, somewhere else, it's Cleveland too. And I, was-
1: and I also, to that point, not to not to diverge this too much here, but to that point i don't really see joining chris paul devin booker and 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 uh deandre ayton as like but he is gonna be the main guy which he i was he the main guy in oakland yes i would say he was but in oakland golden state they played in oakland sorry
0: hell no he was not the main guy
1: it was steph right it's that was steph's team okay so that that yeah he's got to win a championship he's got to lead a team to a championship on his own and is, this he, is, is he is he the leader
0: of of Phoenix right now? Oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, one hundred percent, no he's, hesitation.
1: I mean, yes. he's I, he's but the thing is, this team is literally just they just added another player who's recently not his whole career, but recently has had some serious injury struggles. And they have Chris Paul, who is a legitimate perennial injury; he gets injured every year. Yeah, you still have again.
0: you still have Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. I'm not worried about Chris Paul's injury no more. I. This is crazy. This team just went to the finals. Not last year. The year before oh, yeah. it was just in the finals, and like they I added KD. It,
1: like I prefaced it earlier, this is going to be a, the scariest team in the NBA playoffs because we saw the stat: Demar Rosen, king of the mid range. <laughs> king of the mid range. It's not even close. He had like almost double everybody else. Okay, so let's put him in a little bubble over here by himself. <laughs> Demar Rosen is
0: savage, dude. Number two,
1: number three, and number four for mid range. Was Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant, and what you said on that day was, or was it you or the announcer said? But when you're when you're that good at that that spot, that's the spot that people are going it was to me. give you. Yeah, I was because to they're say not going to let yeah. you. They're not again quoting Jermaine. They're not going to let you just. They don't want you to blow by them. They don't want you to hit the three. So they're going to give you that little middle ground. And if you're the three of the four best people at that area, that position shooting there in a seven game series where it doesn't come down to like it's going to be crazy man. I fucking so mad they got him.
0: Go Nuggets. Here's here exactly what Eric's trying to say. When you're when you're coaching defense in in basketball, there's two things that you're incredibly adamant about. It is protect the basket and don't give up wide open threes. You have You have three of the top four mid-range shooters for the last five to seven years on the same team. That is the easiest spot to get a bucket from because everyone's comfortable with letting you take a mid-range jump shot. The potential is crazy. It is potential until it's realized. There's an incredible amount of pressure on this Phoenix Suns team. Like I've said over and over and over again. They were just in the finals two years ago and they added Kevin Durant. The pressure has been maximized, magnified, and has become so damn suffocating that if they don't get it done, the longer it goes with them not getting it done, the worse it's going to get. This Phoenix done seems crazy. All right. Uh, i think that was is that the last big trade or is there anything else
1: that that was um oh my god my mic froze or my mouse froze uh that was like the last big trade yeah um there's a couple smaller trades like the sixers getting Jalen mcdaniels and and stuff like that but yeah no, it's gonna move the needle that
0: much yeah good role good role playing pieces all right so uh, current Eastern Conference standings, you have the Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Cavaliers, Knicks, Nets. Those are the top six. They are outside of the play-in bubble. or uh, Sorry, not the play-in bubble, the play-in tournament. In the play-in tournament, you currently have the Heat, Hawks, Raptors, and Wizards. Uh, and then just outside that, you have Chicago and Indiana. That's the top 12. In the Western Conference, you have Denver, Memphis, Sacramento. And Eric and I will talk about that one right in a second because we just had the conversation about this yesterday. Uh Phoenix Clippers quietly in the fifth seed. Orlando with I'm sorry, Dallas Mavericks. What happened? With Russell Westbrook. And they added Russell Westbrook. And th- so those are the top six. So the Clippers Mavericks rounds out the top six. Then you have the Golden State Warriors defending champions at seven. You have the Utah Jazz at 8, hell yeah. Shout out my boy Laurie. And then you have the Minnesota Timberwolves and the New Orleans Pelicans rounding out the play-in tournament. Just outside of that, you have the Portland Trailblazers at 29-31, and 31, and you have the Los Angeles Lakers at 29-33. and 33. And LeBron James just got hurt. This fucking sucks man i was it was going to be exciting to watch the lakers down the stretch to see if they could actually get into this fucking playoffs and now you're like god
1: damn it i i was thinking about that today um i, I think this puts a tremendous amount of pressure on anthony davis because he, he has to be able to take this team at least to a play in let's have see
0: to. so he is currently one game back from the 10 spot yeah. He is two and a half games back from the seventh spot and he is three games back from the sixth spot. The Lakers have played uh, 50 they played 62 games. So they have 20 games left. Anthony Davis needs to win 75% of his games.
1: <laughs> let me let me read this to you right here. Oklahoma City, Minnesota, Golden State, Memphis, Toronto. New York, New Orleans, Houston, Dallas, Orlando, Phoenix, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Chicago, Minnesota, Houston, Utah, Clippers, Suns, Jazz. That's not, that's not a hard, hard schedule.
0: They have the fifth easiest schedule remaining in the league. They have the third easiest schedule in the Western Conference. I may have that a little off, but it, 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 that's how easy that schedule is.
1: You have to be able to get to. You should get a top eight seat. You should be able to get to the top eight. I agree. If you can't, you get the playing game. Hopefully, LeBron's only out for two weeks. They say right because because as much as I dislike him off the court and stuff, we say this a lot. We want the best product possible. We want the best players playing.
0: I want to watch LeBron in the playoffs. Yes, like I don't dislike LeBron. I have two sneakers of LeBron. I just hooped on Sunday in LeBron sneakers. I don't dislike LeBron. That is a common misconception. LeBron's fans see me. But, bro, this... So, the two-week news that they reported for LeBron James, they reported the two weeks to soften the blow. It is expected to be three to four. The, look, new, the news is reevaluate in two weeks. He look, could potentially miss
1: almost all of March. I'm sorry, but if you're, if you're Anthony Davis and you're a $200 million man and you're the, 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 the guy that LeBron James wanted to mortgage the future for, you got Golden State without Steph, an aging Draymond, who oh, let's not mention how banged up the Warriors are. All right. You got Dallas Mavericks who just made a huge, ginormous trade, ruptured their chemistry. They're going to have to build chemistry. You have Minnesota, who is a perennial underachiever. You have the New Orleans Pelicans, who is – Zion's out again, right? With the hammy? Again? Zion's been out. He hasn't come back. So uh, there's all these teams that have all these players that are their superstar players out, and they're making do of it, right? And we got Damian Lillard, who's single-handedly going to fucking carry this team into a play-in game because he's a goddamn animal, and nobody gives that man enough respect.
0: But, I I wore my Dame 7s today the Rick Flares.
1: Woo! Dude, look, I'm just saying, this is making this is make or break for the Lakers for me. If Anthony Davis cannot do this simple task of getting you to the fucking playoffs, move on from him, move on from fucking LeBron James and start thinking about the future because you've already mortgaged most of it for these two idiots. And you got a one championship on a bubble season. And it's been nothing but negative headlines and ridiculousness. It's time to move on. If they don't get it done this year, it's it's over. It's done. Move on from the experiment. It failed, or well, it didn't fail. You won a championship, but it didn't succeed at the grand level that everybody said it was going to.
0: I believe the hashtag you're looking for, ladies and gentlemen, is Mike Drop. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, goddamn, Eric.
1: Yo, it feels like, some kind
0: of way, my like, guy. I-
1: like I have Anthony Anthony Davis has LeBron James and all this Laker media and shit and I got JoJo sitting here second place in MVP voting every year and the goddamn Sixers won't do anything to help him win a championship and get us busted ass James Harden bring in somebody for us to win goddammit.
0: LeBron to the Sixers
1: no uh, no, no. Cool. <laughs> you heard it here first no, you heard no. it here first am no, I willing Le- to sell my soul for a championship the LeBron or it. Anthony Davis. <laughs>
0: Yo, that's so funny. The tune changed so quickly. All right, all right, all right, all right. So let's have a little discussion here. Who do you see coming out of the Eastern Conference, Nick? Do you want me to read the the standings Uh, one more time? I got it. Okay. Man, it's, it's hard to look past the top three, but picking a team out of that, (laughs) <laughs> it's a crapshoot, bro. <laughs> when these teams play each other, it's electric. I, I You know what? I, I'm going to say Boston, right? Milwaukee's on this amazing win streak right now. 14 games, and they're tied with Boston for the Eastern Conference. So you're telling me Milwaukee had to go on a 14-game win streak just to be tied with Boston for the yeah, Eastern they Conference? Yeah, didn't, because they didn't have Chris Middleton uh, until mid-January. That's their second-best player. Well, he might be their third best player now because Drew is just fucking playing lights out. Giannis has missed some time. Giannis is out right now. That's what a lot of people aren't talking about. The, this win streak is going on and Giannis is missing the back end of it. Um, honestly, dude, Boston, there's something about watching the Celtics that seems off. And I've been saying this. I've been saying this for years. It's kind of like my Utah Jazz stance. Right, I'm not. I'm not saying they're the Utah Jazz. They can win in the playoffs, but they Remember last year's playoff run? Boston would blow out the team. The very next game, get blown out. Next game, they blow the brakes off the team, get blown out. Like they,
1: it, it just happened again. They went to. A, they had a fucking crazy game against Philly. Uh huh. And then they come and they lose to who, the Knicks, the, the Knicks. Seed, so the Knicks aren't no joke or anything, but it's the fucking Knicks. Come on.
0: Yeah, so they, they the Sixers and Celtics played an absolute banger of a playoff game which the NBA chat refuses to actually talk about actual games that are happening. It, I don't know, my friends are ridiculous. Absolute great game. Both teams lose on Monday after that game. Like that's how significant that game was. Like it took Jimmy Butler to hit a miraculous shot to beat the 76ers and then the Celtics were down 14 and Jason Tatum gets ejected to the Knicks. I'm pretty sure it was in Boston. <laughs> like Uh yeah, no, it was in New York. All right. So, Nick has Boston. Who do you have? Eric.
1: You've asked me this multiple times outside of this podcast and I flip a coin. I Milwaukee. I'm going go to go Milwaukee cuz they're going to get healthy and and they haven't had a chance to like fully defend that fucking title they had um i don't know i i don't know man boston's miss. i'm gonna go milwaukee just because that's what i think Giannis is still the best player in basketball minus that one dude up in denver who who shall not be named anymore but um yeah i'm I'm gonna go milwaukee just for the sake of giving an answer right now but this will change a thousand times before the playoffs starts
0: i'm going philadelphia
1: oh please
0: i'm going philadelphia
1: Last time you picked Philadelphia to win something, it didn't work out the way I wanted to. So, I hey, if I... <laughs> uh,
0: look, are the referees going to throw something in again? No <laughs> All right, so I got Philly. You, Nick's got Boston. You got Milwaukee. Let's go into the Western Conference. Nick, who do you got? Dude, I it's it's here, dude. It's, it's time to mine for a championship, baby. There we go. Nick's taking the Nuggets. All right, who do you got, Eric?
1: I'm gonna go with the Los Angeles. Wearing my jersey with pride. Clippers. <laughs>
0: you're going with the clippers
1: yeah dog.
0: nick dude if the clippers go to the finals with russell westbrook after all that bullshit that happened in la with the lakers i will die laughing That's i've said doing. this over and over again you and i have just romanticized this idea because it'd be hysterical just just to see the world implode i do love to watch good world burning um god dude i'm going phoenix I'm going Phoenix, Phoenix. I really am. I think Phoenix is going to make the, the finals. Phoenix, Philadelphia, Philadelphia in seven.
1: That would be literally, mark my words, if that happens because Jermaine said it, I will get his face tattooed on my leg next to the other face I have tattooed on my leg. Lock it. That's, a lock. It, That's a lock. That's a lock. If it. the Sixers win a championship this year, Jermaine, I will get your face tattooed on my leg. I don't even have to put it in the sheet. Hand to God, I'm a man <laughs> of my word. I've done it before
0: i'll do it again put it in the sheet put it in the sheet it's going in the sheet hey there's we can't wait look the episode's over you guys got anything else for the roomies no all right follow us on instagram twitter and youtube at podcast room 303 i've been your host jermaine cologne mendez this has been my co-host nicholas moorhan and as always we have with us the epe we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room